The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the brand new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, where the sun is always shining and it definitely has not been raining for an entire week. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's back as opposed to not back. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Normally, you can watch us every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com or on Facebook, but uh, we're off the air while we get our studio in order. I am sitting here, sitting over there, returned from his gallivanting around Europe, turning 31 years old today is Tim Tebow. Hola. And sitting to my right, the Chuck D to my Flava Flav, our West African prince, it's Ishmael Johnson. Hello, Ish. How you doing? Excellent. We are all back. Um, today is Tuesday, August 14th, 2018. 100 days until Thanksgiving. You guys picked a good day. 100 days to Thanksgiving. Ah, perfect. Episode 604. 604, Ken Suarez's OPS and his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we are going to discuss... Um, a little bit of there's two big college football scandals going on and both have very like tertiary ties to the University of Texas. We're going to discuss that. We're also going to uh, break down the Associated Press's Texas high school football rankings. We'll talk about that. And then back half of the show, we are going to hear from the head coach of the Clear Lake Falcons, Coach Larry McRae will join us. Um, actually, he won't join us, but we uh, we talked with him like three weeks ago at THSC <laughs> Coaching School and Convention. So we will hear what he thinks of his Falcons coming up here at the back half of the show. We are back, though, uh, for the first time in two and a half weeks. Um, someone other than me is talking yeah. on this podcast. <laughs> uh, thank God. Thank uh, God. Well, Step technically did some of the interviews. He did some of the interviews, yeah. yes. But um, basically, we, we as, as you guys probably understand, football season is nigh upon us. And as a result, when football season arrives, that is the time when vacation stops. <laughs> Just like, no. Just the, not, not happening. The next time that we can all like feasibly take more than, say, a day, a day, like, if, like, like an like emergency a, day right. off would be Christmas? Yes. Probably after, Christmas. Yes, that's yeah, safe to say. So we all squeezed in a little bit of vacation, a little bit of time off. I took a week off um, to go volunteer at a camp. Ish, you went down back home. back home to Austin. Yeah. You went back home to Austin. Uh, Max, you went to... Um, everywhere. Yeah, to everywhere. took like four months off. You were all over. Uh, we will hear um, all of your stories of... Uh, you will? Of your of your <laughs> travails and... Uh, when are we doing that? Oh, that's coming up here. It's a special episode. It's a special episode. <laughs> we're it's, doing a different episode we're gonna on do my it. We're going to do it. We're going to do it on... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, over the course of the week, I'm going to ask you specific questions to dive into. Exactly, I will get. I will give you right now the best story. Okay, Ooh. and this here is with, going to be <clears throat> here with the best story from his European vacation. It's <laughs> Max Thompson. So, you you go to check in. Iceland is my favorite place that I went on the trip. I went to Iceland, Ireland, England, but Iceland is a crazy weird place. The sun came up at four every day, and it went went down at midnight. It's a strange place. Into it. Very into it. Very into Iceland. It's a weird place. The first thing I do when I land in Iceland at like 5 in the morning is I go to the rental car counter to get my car. 
and they go through all the normal things, you know, this protection, that protection, you know. And I get when I'm when I rent a car, I usually buy all the insurance. I just if something happens, I always want to just throw the keys and leave, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Nothing's probably ever going to happen, but whatever. The guy before I leave very specifically says, "I want you to know," and I tell everyone this: the winds in Iceland are unlike the winds you've dealt with anywhere else. It's very windy here, and one of my favorite jokes of all time is the Ron White joke about the hurricanes where he's like, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I don't care about yeah. no hurricanes. I'm staying home. And he's like, it's not that <laughs> the wind is blowing. It's what the wind is blowing. And now I will say, when you say the winds are different, you grew up in flyover country. Yeah. You grew up I've, in the Midwest. I've, You've been I've on some roads with some wind. I've lived through three tornadoes. Yes. <laughs> I've, I know windy conditions. Yes. But the guy says it and me at five in the morning go, yeah, okay, it's windy. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know what you want from the me. Gust here and there. It's windy. Right, okay, great. Fast forward two days later. I'm driving to the top of a location on the southern coast of Iceland called, best I can pronounce it, is Dirhoheli. Right. <laughs> it is a steep cliffside that you go up to the top of the cliff. There's a big lighthouse up there, and then it's probably about a 200, 300-foot drop to the ocean. Gorgeous. Drop-dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Black sand beaches, green we get up to the top it's storming it's windy but like and i'm watching people get out of their cars and I'm like wow it's windy here okay all right and i pull up and i go to open my car door and the wind rips it out of my hand and smashes my car door flips it around bends it bends it 45 degrees around like the front fender oh and i then have to snap the car front front of the door against the fender to get it to shut again Thank God I could just get it to shut because, yeah. like, I'm two hours from Reykjavik. I'm going to hold the door the whole way I'm driving back, mm-hmm. right? So I've destroyed the car door mm-hmm. with the winds after the guy goes, I'm telling you it's windy here. Please be careful. And I go, uh. <laughs> I'm here. Just kick the door <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so the door snaps, but wow. we're, we're already up there. And I'm like, well, we came this, this far. We're going to go look. Like, we're going to walk along the cliff or whatever. Mm-hmm. The winds that day were 70 miles an hour, <sighs> which, if you've ever stood in, is crazy, mm-hmm. right? Like, Carrie, my wife, weighs 110 pounds, mm-hmm. and she's, I'm holding on to her so she doesn't get thrown over half the time. And she, I am, she is a sheet of paper. I am, we, are, <laughs> we are walking down a hill, and my body is bent forward at a 45-degree angle to just stay upright. Good God. The, the, I've got my rain jacket on, and in, all I can hear the whole time is just... <laughs> So that's all I can hear. Compare and contrast it to the conditions in our studio presently. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't this cold, yeah. but it was definitely a little bit more trying. But the best part of the story is yet to come. Okay. So we're walking down, and we, there's a main landing around the, the ice house, or the, the lighthouse, where most of the tourists are. And then there's a path down along the cliffs that you can go down. And no one's down there because the weather is horrific, and why would you even bother staying outside your car for more than five minutes, right? Sure. Unless you're me. So I go down this hill, and it's probably about a half mile down the hill, and I get to the bottom, and I go, oh, my God, I really have to pee. And I didn't notice until just now because of the adrenaline of the door snapping, yeah. right? And I look around, and I can't see anyone in sight. Mm-hmm. Sure. And so I turn to Carrie, I and I'm like, I what I need you to do is get very far away from me right now <laughs> because I need to relieve myself, and it's windy. Isn't in the wind. I have never... Tr- you visualize what that means, right? Right, right, right. You visualize what 
pissing into the wind means, but you never do it, right? Sure. But I'm smart enough to know that I need to be facing away from the wind as much as possible so that I don't end up peeing all over myself. Right. And so my wife gets very far away, you know, hundreds of yards, <laughs> and I do the deed, and I swear it's like it, it got about a foot away from my body before it vaporized. It's so windy. <laughs> And I, like I said before, all I can hear in my in my head, in my hood of my rain jacket is, <laughs> but faintly off in the distance as I'm relieving myself, I can hear my wife cackling in the wind as I'm basically vaporizing my urine in this gale force wind on the side of a cliff, beautiful cliff in Iceland. Uh, that's amazing. <laughs> and the moral of the story before it's all over is the next morning I return the car to the car rental. And the guy goes, that's not good. And I go, no. He goes, did you get the insurance? And I was like, pretty sure I got the insurance. He goes, everyone says that. And I went, oh, no. (laughs) But it turns out I did. I paid for every single insurance you could get on that car. I signed a waiver that says I owed nothing. I threw them the keys, and I left the airport. There you go. Best story from my trip. There it is. Amongst many. There but it is. But we will will get a new story from Max every every day. So there you go. uh, Until Christmas. (laughs) So. So um, if any of the any of you out there have a wife or a girlfriend and can imagine her reaction as you dropped your pants in a 70-mile-an-hour wind on a cliffside in Iceland and then had to watch you urinate into that wind. Why did you, why'd you go into the Why didn't you put your back to the wind? No, I did. Oh, it's, it, it was, was that yeah. windy. It's uh, still... Just, was it, was it just swirling or was it like... No, it was this one-direction howling. Okay. Just... God. Think hmm. about think about a blizzard. You live. You've been through a few blizzards in your time. That when you're out there and you just watch it whip across the the snow, and you're just watching it howl in one direction. That's mm-hmm. what this was. It was sideways rain. God, at the top of these cliffs. That's okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so there's story number one of like twenty on this trip. But yeah. that's that's the one I have certainly told the most. How was Austin ish? <laughs> <laughs> How was youth camp? Yeah, right? really. Like I'm. Yeah, we're all like, okay, cool. We just. I went to Midlothian. Like, all right. Anyway, um, I'm glad we're all back. I know that uh, our 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 massive listening audience uh, missed us, and by massive listening audience, I mean I'm like, on. yeah, my my wife. <laughs> We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. All right, guys, let's get into a couple of little headlines. There are a lot of things that broke over over the past two and a half weeks that we didn't have a chance to get to because we've kind of been off the air. We've had the podcast, but we, we haven't. Um... I want to talk about the two stories that are dominating college football right now and um, that they both have a, an odd, very tertiary Texas tie. And, and I mean by Texas tie, I mean University of Texas tie. Let's start with the one in Columbus, Ohio. Of course, we are – I think everybody agrees that this is the Big Ten – uh, podcast of record, right. right? This is, I think we all agree. I don't know why even, you know, get onto that. But for those who, who have been living under a rock, and this did actually break while I was gone mm-hmm. and kind of out of cell phone range, so I wasn't really paying attention. But here's what I kind of gather about what's going on at Ohio State. At Ohio State, Urban Meyer is on administrative leave. Do you know about this? I do. Okay. Urban Meyer is on, there's, the a, fun- re- there's a real chance you don't. Mini story number two. 
this will be many. I literally just I was saw the news that in Ireland the day that I was there sat down in a little pizzeria in Kenmare, Ireland. Mm, Irish pizza. Right. <laughs> Again, that's a, that's a, that's a different different story. It it got Go us. On, I'm sorry. It got it be, got us because my wife loves pizza. We walked by. It smells so good. And right. she's like, "We got to try it." Anyway, we sit down, and I'm like, "Man, this is crazy. This story is going on. I'm over here, and I kid you not, a dude with his American dude with his family and a giant Ohio State windbreaker sits down at the table next to us. No. And I was like, "Do I, boy?" Do I twist that knife? That guy's having a rough day. <laughs> or do I just let it go? He was in a bad mood, and I'm like, I know exactly why. He didn't. He's he didn't, on a beautiful vacation with his family, and this is happening. He didn't anticipate that he needed his rival's login and kill there or wherever you were. It was pretty great. <laughs> um, so, Urban Meyer's on administrative leave at Ohio State because there are allegations that he knew that former receivers coach Zach Smith um, had a domestic violence history against his ex-wife, Courtney Smith. Um, basically, this goes back. Brett McMurphy, who I believe today it was announced he's now with Stadium. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Brett McMurphy, um, kind of a well-respected college football reporter, a national reporter, broke this story that on Facebook, um, yeah, on Facebook that um, going back through um, police records, he found that Zach Smith, this former Ohio State receivers coach, had um, two domestic violence allegations against him from his now ex-wife. And essentially, Brett McMurphy is alleging through anonymous sources and people that he's talking to that Urban Meyer knew and Urban Meyer kind of swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. That he said, no, it's more important to have, essentially saying, it's more important to have this receivers coach, Zach Smith, on, on the staff than it is to uh, do what I think we all would be, agree would be the right thing, which is to run this domestic abuser out of this alleged domestic abuser out of the paint. So... You're probably thinking, okay, what does this have to do with the University of Texas? Enter some dude named... Um, <laughs> some dude is the... Ex- some dude description of uh, named Jeff Snook. I don't know who Jeff Snook is. Right. Jeff Snook is apparently uh, a former Ohio State beat writer, and now he basically writes books about Ohio State, is what he is. He's kind of a, a guy around the program. Sure. He goes on Facebook himself. What is going on, Zuckerberg? <laughs> he goes on Facebook, and he says that he has confirmed that the person who tipped Brett McMurphy off to this story was none other than former Ohio State offensive coordinator Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> There's more to this story. Essentially, everyone, including McMurphy, has denied that this right. is, that he's he the source. Out, he's like, Brett McMurphy said, "I'll never give out an anonymous source, but I can confirm that it was not Tom Herman." Yeah. Well, so, I'm just catching up on all this. Yeah. Right. It's a lot. After for a very quiet off season, or, they right. sure got a lot of off season in the last couple of weeks. No, I'm, I'm, but I'm just catching up on this part of the saga. Why does that matter? So I think. Why does it matter at all if Tom Herman had well, anything to do sure. with how they found out about this? Sure. I, th- I think the other thing, it also coincided with Will Muschamp's comments about, we'll get to the Maryland story mm-hmm. as well, but Will Muschamp's oh, comments good. about, I'm sure like, Muschamp said something extremely Oh, he reasonable. basically said uh, anonymous sources are cowards or something, or something along yeah, the lines. Oh, like, like, oh, no, no, the story's not real because the sources are anonymous. Yeah, and sure, so, like, okay, yeah. It kind of coincides with that where it's, 
I guess they're trying to come up with some legit. The story's legitimate. Brett McMurphy's an amazing reporter who's yeah. done a great job on this. Yeah. And but there's obviously like, obviously a contingent of Ohio State fans and college football fans in general who don't trust this type of story. One because it's their favorite team coach. Mm-hmm. Also, but also because there is there is a denial to there is a, a lot of skepticism whether it's justified or not of anonymous sources. But again, it doesn't matter. The right. school's investigating, so exactly. clearly there's something. There's to something it. wrong. And if the investigation and they exonerates want, people, then it exonerates people. I think they want people. I think they want a finger to point. They want yeah. like that guy. Well, I get it, but it's, and it's I, I agree, but it's stupid. The, the thing really is, bad. look, look. In the end, college football is partisan politics. Right. Okay, and. It's my team against your team, mm-hmm. and Ugh. your team is out to get my team. Right. And so all this is is that is is this is Ohio State fans. Oh, he's mad wanting a reason. Urban's taking the recruits. Yes. You know, it's, exactly. It's that type of is stuff. that he's he they want something to fling at Texas and and someone to blame other than their own favorite team doing something wrong. Right. So to answer your question, Max. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, really it could doesn't. be me who was the tip, so tipster. Stupid. It wasn't me, yeah. but it was definitely you. It was, but that is that is a new. Uh, Tom Herman has denied it. Brett McMurphy has denied it. His it, wife went on Twitter. His <laughs> wife denied it. I don't think that I, I. I don't. I believe Tom Herman, but I agree with you, Max. I don't know why it matters. It, it doesn't. Matter. A woman was potentially abused by her husband years ago on mm-hmm. the staff and kept on the staff and just kept, like and he and he was kept on the staff. And if that's true, and everyone did know about it that's a problem it is once, really simple it is I, it once really again is. it is once again and i freely recognize the irony of me saying this on a daily football podcast <laughs> but it is once again the world having their priorities out of order mm-hmm. as far as what actually matters also and, and saying college football is more important than i don't know Domestic violence. Human also, dignity. let's not let's yeah. not let's not act like Urban Meyer is against doing this stuff for the greater good of the program or the greater right. success of the program. Did we see the players he rolled out at Florida? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like uh, he doesn't have a track record here. Right. Exactly, like brushing stuff. Oh, that doesn't matter here. So there you go. That's the one at Ohio State. So let's stay in the Big Ten yeah. as we as oh, we so good. often do. Yeah. There's this other one that's going down. In Maryland, ESPN oh, came yeah, out with a story. Okay. ESPN came out with a, a story, and I want to make sure I get the byline right. Um, it was from uh, Heather Denich at the Triple Byline. Heather Denich, um, uh, Adam Rittenberg, and Tom Van Haren. Um, they come out, and the, the headline is in the inside story of a toxic culture at Maryland football. So Maryland... Um, a 19-year-old offensive lineman died of heat stroke back in uh, back on May 29th, which and should never happen. Sure, ever, ever. So anymore. there's so agreed, agreed. Basically, the story alleges that the coaching staff and the athletic training staff basically told him to rub some dirt on it. Yeah. Is is the the kind of colloquial way of saying this? It's the old Junction Boys. It is. Style it's like oh, it's yeah. like you need to toughen up. Well, when this kid is dying of a heat stroke and right. literally died of a heat stroke, Jordan McNair was his name. Um, and so there is a lot of controversy. Apparently, the um, today the president of Maryland came out and accepted full moral and legal responsibility for the death. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then they fired their strength coach, and they now have an investigation into the football program. So why am again? What does this have to do with the University of Texas? Well, week one. Guess who Texas <laughs> opens with? <laughs> Texas opens with Maryland. So maybe 
maybe, and hear me out on this, let's go into the conspiracy uh, zone. Here we go. Maybe this is a long con from Tom Herman <laughs> to destroy college football from within. Yeah. He's yeah. responsible for both of these. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's... He it's, and the Illuminati. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because like, I think DJ Durkin's on administrative leave right yes, now. Yes, he's on administrative leave. And so well, they didn't answer any questions about that, uh, his status at the press conference today, or his status in regards to week one or the beginning of the season. But here's the thing. If the whole coaching staff is under investigation, the, like, who's... Like, if, if DJ Durkin is still on administrative leave, is it just interim coach who's also probably liable like yeah. right. in, in that situation, yeah. like that's yeah. so crazy how this season kind of, kind of could like, play out. It's kind of like the Baylor situation a few years mm-hmm. ago, where like right. it's hard to tell who here is liable, right? And, who and isn't. like at least yeah. at that point, it was like okay, we could put Grove in to kind of you know yeah. be kind right. of a figurehead of like right. some type of patch right. job. There, it's just going to be some it's assistant. just going to be yeah. someone who's li- probably liable. Well, and yeah. that's that's the thing. It I, right now because what they play in less than three weeks. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, they play in basically two and a half weeks. I have a hard time believing that they are going to be able to wrap up this investigation in two weeks. Yeah. So, pro- I, one of two things is going to happen. Either DJ Durkin is not going to coach, and they're going to have some sort of interim coach right. who may himself be liable in this <laughs> right. whole thing, or DJ Durkin is going to co- they're going to lift it right in time for the for the for game week, and he is going to get absolutely booed out of the building probably so it's a very it's a very bizarre situation that texas finds itself in because this ain't this ain't this is maryland this ain't ohio state where no. you have that contingent of fam- oh urban didn't do well, it yeah. maryland's like okay we yeah he probably yeah he might have yeah. done it you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah. i like dj durkin but i mean you know we're it's basketball school right you know exactly yeah, not You're not, you don't have that dedication there it's, it's just so, very odd so i don't know if you've looked this up since then do you know how many years ago Corey Stringer was? Oh, that's a good question. Ooh. I know. I, I have, I I have it pulled up. You have it pulled up? I have it pulled up. Where I already guess? Oh, one? I'm going to say 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2001. Okay. 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 Oh, one. Yeah. That you could have a culture 17 right. years later that allows something like this to happen is right. insane. It is. I agree. Insane. I agree. Um, so, there's that. Let's shift gears now and go into high school football. Um, our friends at the Associated Press have, Ooh, have announced fine. their their have released their preseason poll. Um, Be nice. I have. I I am. I am nice. <laughs> I am nice. Uh, my my thoughts on the AP poll are pretty well documented. I I like the idea of it, but I think that there are some fundamental flaws that keep it from being as good as it can be. Um, but generally speaking, their preseason polls tend to be okay yeah they tend unfortunately like where they really struggle and actually their postseason polls like in late late in the year they tend to be okay as well it's those middle weeks where we things are changing exactly where there's a lot of change that that i think the ap tends to struggle in any case their ap the rankings are out um we have uh the in 6a Somebody's been reading Dave Campbell's Texas football. Oh baby, we got a, we got the top four, top five, all in lockstep. Allen, Lake Travis, Katie, Westlake, and Judson. Um, they put Cy Fair at number six. Fine with that. Defending yeah. champ can't argue with that. Yeah. They put Longview at number seven. They're even more bullish on Longview yeah. than we are. They put Galena Park North Shore, who we have sixth at eighth. Uh, they have Duncanville, who we have seventh at ninth, and then they have uh, South Lake Carroll, who we have twelfth at tenth. 
again, a lot of a lot of very very close things. Mm-hmm. So now we get into one of my major gripes with the AP poll. Okay, there's a number of one. They completely ignore six man football. Right. They don't do it based on just the way that they do it. I'm. It's it's kind of like, and I've had conversations with our six man insider Lehman Saunders about this, and he gets kind of uh, bothered about this. I kind of tell him, I'm like, man. These guys, they're busting their rear. They don't, they don't pay attention to six man. Do you want them yeah. to guess? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's so gonna be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be. It's either going to be non-existent or bad. Yeah. Is because what, if we're being honest, there's a lot of them guessing on the regular yes. eleven man rankings. Exactly. Yeah, so, right. so um, but one of the things that bothers me, besides that, is that they don't split divisions like we do. Mm-hmm. We yeah. they, yep. they so yep. the class five A, which is now in two different divisions, they have two different poles, right. or they have the same pole, just pole a five A yeah. poll. Their top team is Alito. Okay. Okay. Um, fine. I mean, look, we've got a leader number one in five A Division two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they got Highland Park number two. Okay. Fine. They have Lufkin, our number one in Division one, at number three. Denton Ryan, Mansfield Legacy, Manville College Station, Frisco Lone Star, Fort Penn Marshall, and Cedar Park. And again, the the only thing that bothers me is that like the fact that like the fact that. Alito is number one and Highland Park is number two is just irrelevant. Like, theoretically, they should both be number one yeah. because they're both in different divisions. They'll right. never have to play each other. Right. Um, but you end up in this equation where you're like, could Alito really beat the yeah. best teams in Division One? And Look, right. some years, yes, but most years, no. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, in 4A, they have a lot of um, – uh, they, they flop our uh, – they flip-flop our top two. They have Carthage number one and Argyle number two. We have Argyle number one, Carthage number two. Uh, I think the, it's a matter of decimal points, yeah. literally. So, yeah. And in fact, um, that is very, very close. In fact, Argyle got more first place votes, but Carthage got more the number one spot. Yeah. So if that gives you any sort of thing. They have Newton number one in 3A. Can't really argue with that. Oh, Brock number two easy. in 3A. And um, what I do? Oh, you said easy. Oh, no, can't argue with it. It's an easy call. And then um, in 2A, this is kind of interesting. They have, um, it's also very close as well, but they have Refurio number one and Mart number two. Um, I don't know. One thing I've thought about a lot is if Mart, because Mart obviously dropped, they're defending 2A Division I champs. They beat Refurio in the title game. They are dropping to Division two. I've thought in a hypothetical world, would we rank Mart ahead of Refurio this year? I'm glad we don't have to make that call. Sure. Um, it's interesting. They put Refurio ahead of Mart. I don't know. It's 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 tough to call. You know, it, I, I made a point to somebody um, this uh, while we were on the break, is that um, one of the things I, I, I've gone back over our magazine, one of the things I don't like about our rankings, for example, is that in 3A Division Two, we have, um, and maybe you know where I'm going with this, uh, we have Canadian ranked over Gunner. And the more I think about it, the more I don't like that. Because Gunner has beaten Canadian two years in a row. Right. And that should mean something. Right. So, yeah, could Canadian have the better team this year? Yeah, absolutely. But I think that right now in the preseason, sure. I think if I were to go back and do it again, we might flip those. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's, um, I don't know, it matters like how much do you, does it matter what you did last year? Yeah. Just a, a nice thought exercise. No, I'm kind of with you. I don't know. Really yeah. So, there you go. There's some AP rankings. You can check them out um, wherever you get your Associated Press feed. 
hopefully in your local newspaper. Subscribe to your local newspaper. Help them out. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DZTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage. High school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, you get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including coming this year, um, coming soon, actually, Matt Stepp and I's insider-only high school football podcast. By the way, you are gone. We're going to record those on Monday. Stepp and I already talked about it. Okay, good. And we're also thinking the working title is Step and Tep. Sure. Or Tep and Step, uh, a Texas high school football nerdcast. The Tep and Step show? Yes. The Tep and Step show, a Texas high school football nerdcast. Okay. It's the working title. I like that, though. In any case. Do we need a separate logo for that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We need to get somebody to draw... We need to get somebody to draw really stupid, like... um, like caricatures of us. Yeah. Oh God. Um, okay. I have, a, I, have, I have an artist friend. I'll reach out to her. Okay. Anyway, um, you get that. You also get computer rankings of every Texas high school football, football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, all sorts of good stuff from the college ranks as well. All for the low, low price at the current moment of 1995 for an entire year. 1995 for an entire year. Oh, also you get two magazines mailed to you. We're also a print publication, <laughs> so you get two magazines mailed to you. It's 1995 for an entire year. It makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Uh, one thing that I just noticed here on the um, on the AP poll, and then we'll move on to hear from Larry McRae of Clear Lake. This podcast is already running woefully long. Um, oh, they missed us. They, I, I don't think that's true. I can't do <laughs> When's the last time? Let me count this. 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. The de facto 25th team in the 3A poll is Cameron Yo. Wow. How wild okay. is that? Yeah, that's they, crazy. They received the same number of votes as Woodville and Buffalo. Ooh. Wow. That's wild. I think that's a little I think bit. we're in for a rebound. I think yeah, we're in for a rebound here, too. Anyway, that's just, that, uh, I saw that. I go, whoa. That interesting. is interesting. While we were down at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in San Antonio a couple of weeks ago, uh, we caught up with the head coach at Clear Lake, the head coach of the Clear Lake Falcons, Coach Larry McRae. Good conversation with him. Here's our conversation with Larry McRae of Clear Lake here on Texas Football Today. Greg Tupper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com here at the THSCA Coaching School and Convention in beautiful San Antonio, Texas. Joined by the head coach of the Clear Lake Falcons is Coach Larry McRae. Coach, appreciate you taking a little bit of time to chat with us. Uh, no problem, man. Just, how's, uh, how's life in Falcon World? Uh, it's been great. Been great. Uh, great summer of uh, workouts. You know, kids are coming in working hard. Uh, you know, we've had uh, gorgeous weather down there. Uh, not a cloud in the sky. <laughs> About 115 degrees, but uh, it's been great. Uh, like I said, we're looking forward to, to getting started pretty soon. So you're entering your third year here at Clear Lake, and you've seen kind of both sides of it. You've seen the kind of you know the tough first year, and then last year, obviously, a very nice you know eight and four season, nice bounce back year. Um, I guess my question is, what's the difference? Uh, what is the, you know, what, knowing what you know from your, your rough first year and then last year, which was obviously so much better, what is the difference? Uh, I think it was just the, just the, the overall, the unrelating belief in, in, in that we were going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think a lot of the kids maybe, and maybe even some of the coaches believed me uh, when I was saying it, but I had to believe it first. And uh, I think slowly but surely some things happened, uh, some some balls bounced our way, you know, some, some plays were made by guys that we expected plays to be made from. And, uh, you know, just that belief started kind of going. And we had a, you know, big win last year against some people that normally, 
Clear Lake doesn't beat, you know, and, and, and has some success against a couple of those teams. And uh, I think really I would just have to say back to the probably Dickinson, the Dickinson win last year at their place, you know, was kind of one of those program wins you look back on and say, you know, hey, I, I think everybody's bought in now. And so that, that was a big one. How do you how do you do that? How do you um, – I mean – you know, the first year, three and seven, if I remember correctly. Three and seven. Sorry, not to keep <laughs> pounding on it, but you guys, man, three and seven. Um, but it's, it's you guys. Uh, how do you get that that team that that you know loses four more games than they win? How do you get them to believe and say, guys, no, we're we're right there. What is it about? That? I think I think it's just the. I mean, everywhere they turn, I think you got to hit them with positivity. Yeah. I think. I mean, and that's not to say that other other programs that aren't, that. You know that might be going through and seven aren't doing that, but uh, I think you know obviously we benefit. We have you know some 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 kids that can get plays done for us as well, and uh, we have some special special players that that were young that first year, and you know we 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 put them out there you know against those tough teams in our district, and uh, you know they they we took our lumps. You know our, our quarterback. I mean, he was on his back a bunch, you know, in that three and seven year, and he was on his feet a little more in the eight and four year, you know, and so that that that's a big deal too. But uh, you know the coaches. You know the coaches that we had there when I got there were, were, were great coaches as well. I uh, brought in some key guys from from different places I've been as well, and just the the overall, just just that belief uh, I think is just uh, just you won't find a kid around there that doesn't believe in Clear Lake High School football now. Is know? there a different vibe around the off season now after after this versus after a three and seven year? Maybe it, a dumb question. It, it, it is. I mean, you just you tell kids all the time like, hey, you guys, you, you can't push somebody around. You you can't be a bully if yeah. you know on the football field if you're not strong. You know, it's, it's tough to do that. And so you can believe all you want, but if you can't push those bars around either and get strong and and, and all that as well, it doesn't it doesn't doesn't match up like you want it to. Uh, and so. You know, that, that part of it has come alive. You know, our leaders are there every single day. Uh, you know, just like everybody else, you probably got a couple of stragglers here and there. You know, guys that you need to be there that, that you haven't seen as much as you'd like to. Uh, but I, but I'm just I'm proud of our kids, man. They're, the effort they put in the weight room and, and on that grass when we're doing our running and summer workout is phenomenal. And the great thing is, is the young kids, mm-hmm. they feel that vibe. Those seventh, seventh graders that are coming in, the eighth graders all the way up. Uh, you know, it's just it's, it's just been a fun, fun atmosphere, and it's a, it's a great place. So the know? headline the headline for for Clear Lake this year is obviously going to be the quarterback Shea, whose name whose last name <laughs> I definitely know how to pronounce, and I'm just choosing not to. <laughs> of course, but I'll let you do it to to prove to everybody that you. I mean, they already know I. No, and I, I'll tell you, man, I, I misspelled that thing probably sure. 85 times, uh-huh. you know, trying to spell that name. I left an I out or a U out here and there and all sure. that. But, and it's pronounced uh, like? The easiest pronunciation is you can go, you can say, you say suey, like like Arkansas, pig suey, uh-huh. suey, and then you like, Ow, that hurt. Ow, uh-huh. and then Noah. So Sui, Al, Noah. Yeah, no, like I, yeah, <laughs> like, like, gonna, like, like, like I was going to say, yeah, I mean, like I, yeah, before we start recording, <laughs> like I said, um, <laughs> so Shay is is obviously a guy who's, who's starting to get some some more attention. He's starting to, you know, uh, he's he's no. He's not a sleeper anymore. You no. know, people people are very much awake on, on him. You know, as the guy who gets to see him every day in, in practice, what is it about him that makes him special? Uh, he's just, a, you know, and I, I go back all the time to, you know, my 10 years in Mamble High School. Uh, we obviously had a great run of quarterbacks that came through there every year, uh, you know, and He's got that. He's got that competitiveness about him that that you got to have back there in that position. He's just a, a truly gifted athlete. Also, you know, he's that guy. When I first got there, everybody said, "Oh, did you see Shea in little league baseball?" Or, you know, you, sh- you should have seen him then, or you should have saw him in little league football and all that. Like he's that. He's that Clear Lake kind of. Uh, that, that legend around there that yeah. if you haven't seen him and all that. So I'm like, hey, we're playing high school ball now and all that. But, uh, you know, that kid, I can't say enough about him. He's tough as nails. He's missed one snap in the two seasons that I've been that, – that he's been back there quarterback. And like I said, the first year, 
I, I felt bad for him, you know, how many times he was on his back, but he got up every single play. He had one, one play where he missed against Alvin after a 45-yard uh, post route uh, to Ja'Cory Morgan, and that's the only snap he's missed out of the, the snaps we've had. And, you know, we haven't been in games where you could pull guys out and things like that because we're just in a great district with a great, te- great teams and great coaches throughout our entire district. And uh, we're not ever in that position, you know. And so he's taking every snap. And so uh, he is a competitor. Uh, he's just a true, true athlete. Uh, I mean, I've never been on a, a place where a kid was an Elite 11 quarterback that went out to California and worked with Trent Dilfer. I mean, he did that whole thing, you know. And, uh, I mean, that's just a, uh, the, the type of kid he is. Initially, quarterback wasn't his spot. But I said, man, you got to play that for us to be successful. And just a kid that can play safety, play wide receiver. Uh, he's embraced the quarterback position now. Uh, I think Trent Dilfer had a lot to do with that also. Uh, and I can't say enough about my, my quarterback coach at Clear Lake, who I played at Baylor with, uh, Jermaine Alfred, has just taken that kid and, and, and developed him. And, of course, he puts the work in, but he, he's special. special. Uh, defensively, you guys are um, – I think, I think the, the, the best way to say it is you, you guys had greatness there. But you got to find consistent greatness. Is that, do you think that's fair to say? Absolutely. I mean, they, yeah. th- those guys, I mean, I, and we'll go back, and I know we, we read one of the write-ups the other day where it wasn't nice to our defense, I guess you could say, but uh, uh, it was one of those things, you know, the, the Dickinson game, the Dickinson win doesn't happen without our defense. Yeah. Uh, the Friendswood game last year, 14-10 battle, that doesn't happen without our defense. So it was one of those years where the offense picked it up and the defense, you know, kind of didn't, and, and, and vice versa. I mean, our, our defensive coaches, man, it's, it's a great staff of, of guys. And they do a phenomenal job of getting our kids ready. And, you know, in the district we're in, you know, they're going to they're gonna get you every once in a while. You know, they've got great athletes around the, around the district too. But uh, if we can get consistent on both sides, and when those two things match up, just like with anybody else, it's beautiful. You know, when you get mm-hmm. offense and defense kind of jiving at the same time and special teams. Uh, but uh, those guys, they're, they're hungry and they're ready, and they, they read some of that stuff. Yeah. I let them. Well, good, good. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep, we'll keep writing, writing mean things about you guys. Uh, you know, you mentioned your district. Um, not a whole lot changed, and that seems to be the problem. Um, it's a loaded, loaded district, especially up at the top. Um, I'm really interested in your perspective on it. I know you were giving me trouble wishing we had ranked you guys lower, <laughs> uh, wishing we had sandbagged you guys a little bit more. But um, overall, when you take a look at 24-6A, what do you think? What, what, what are you looking at? Man, it's, it's, it's you know, we lost Friendswood. Uh, you know, you lose a team that's a consistent second, third-round playoff team or, or further. Uh, you know, you lose those guys and you think, oh, I got easier, you know, type deal. But you can't say that. I mean, I mean Coach Nelson, those guys over at Dickinson do a phenomenal job uh, getting their guys ready and what a program Dickinson is. And then, you know, Coach Daly, you know, the moment he got back there to Clear Springs, I mean, look what he's done there and it's phenomenal. Uh, you know, I, I know, you know, even even at Clear Falls High School, Zach Head, yeah. Zach Head and Clear Falls, man, those guys, I mean, those guys got it going on too. And they're special also. And, uh, you know, Alvin High School has a new coach now as well. And then uh, it, over at Clearbrook, you know, Coach Flores and those guys, I mean, they, they, they ran through the seven-on-seven circuit a little bit and had mm-hmm. some success there. And, you know, Coach Lane, uh, you know, I, when I was at Manville, he was at South Houston, you know, and I know what a, what a, what a good job he gets his guys ready, ready for ball games too. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just it's crazy. I mean, it, it's one of those districts where, and I told somebody last year at this time too, I said you could easily go, you know, 7-0 and in district, you can go 0-7, you yeah. know, and, and, and it, it really is true. I mean, if you don't show up on, on, a, on a game night, I mean, you're going to get beat. It's every know? single week. Now, I do have to ask you an uncomfortable question, which is, <laughs> of course, uh, you, you previously you were at Manville. Oh, yeah. Manville played a game recently that uh, people have been talking about. <laughs> um, I'm, yeah. v- I'm very interested in, in your emotions watching oh, watching uh, Highland Park 53, Manville 49. Ah, oh, man, it hurt my heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> those, I'm kid, those, sorry. Kids, uh, those kids that were seniors were sophomores when I, my last season I mm-hmm. coached at Manville. And, uh, what, you know, what a, what a ball game, man, yeah. if you're just a – if you're a – 
uh, unbiased, you know, watching the game and all that. Just what a phenomenal. But, uh, you know, I, I'm still, you know, I've got, I've got the hoka hey. I was there sure. for 10 years, you know, and all that. We just, you know, we, we've got our, our thing going on clear late. But I watched that game, and, you know, I, I, my heart hurt for those kiddos too. And, you know, for Coach Martin and those coaches on that staff that I've spent a lot of time with, uh, you know, I just – there's a couple points in the game, you know, as Coach Martin won't admit to it probably, but we, we had, I had some advice for him after it was over, you know, just like any great coach. <laughs> <laughs> You're second-guessing him. should have ran the ball oh, third down. should have done that. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it was it's a it's an unbelievable game. It's, it's yeah. something we'll be talking about. And, and, you know, you mentioned, like, as an unbiased person, like, that's the great news for me is that that's me. Is yeah. that I get to watch that and just Absolutely. be like, holy crap, this is incredible. <laughs> so uh, yeah. you don't have that luxury, unfortunately. You have to be emotionally invested. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, we you know we had taken one trip there in 2011. Jonathan Gray and Alito beat us, mm-hmm. uh, beat us that year when we were at Manville, and we felt like we were in it a little bit, you know, but it was kind of – I don't know if it was a better – you can't – that game's hard to outdo, the Highland Park Manville game from this past year. I mean, just a, a great ball game, you know. And, and I was – I didn't make it in person, even though I wanted to. My wife is actually still the counselor at Manville High School. Uh, so we're oh. sitting. I, li- I actually live in Alvin, Texas still, right, oh. right down the street from it. So, uh, you know, so it, you know, it's one of those things. I, I was watching it with a little bit of, you know, obviously I was rooting for those guys and those coaches and, and that community. I mean, sure. the, community, the community deserves a state championship yeah. there, just like, you know, multiple other places. Clear Lake High School hopefully one day can Clear be Lake, on that level Clear too. Clear Lake deserves one. I'd say that. Let's Absolutely. get to the Dick's Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. Uh-oh. It is a, brought to you by our friends at Dick's Sporting Goods, <laughs> DickSportingGoods.com. Uh, there's nothing on, there are no questions on here that's going to get you fired, but you do have to answer the question. I got you. I got so you. Go ahead and get this thing a spin. <laughs> Larry McRae of Clear Lake spinning the Dick Sporting Goods Wheel of Questions. Fantastic. All right, what is your go-to order at a Mexican food restaurant? Oh, man, I'm going to go kind of plain here. You know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an enchilada guy, but I like a little variety in my enchiladas. So okay. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a trio enchilada. Ooh, I'm going to go, go cheese, I'm going to go hamburger meat, and I'm going to go... Chicken. chicken. All right, Shredded I like chicken. it. I like it. If, if, if now, let's say I'm gonna I'm gonna put you on the spot. Let's say though, you can only sauce with one sauce. Are you going? It's got to be like, queso. Got to be queso. Got to be queso. You got to you got to drown it in queso. Listen, this is Larry McRae. He's a trustworthy person because he puts queso on his. Olaman, former Olaman. Ah, I love it, Coach. Appreciate your time. No problem. Appreciate you. There he is, Larry McRae, head coach, Clear Lake Falcons. Good dude. Excited to see what they do in 2018. It's got to be difficult for him to live in Mackenzie Deville's shadow, though. Yeah, you know it's you tough. Know? It's a tough thing. I don't even know how you let that guy on your staff. Yeah, it's you tough. To, yeah, it's listen. He's got a higher profile than you. He's a Twitter machine. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's he brings he brings the swagger. Yeah, but maybe that makes Larry's job easier. I don't know. Maybe it does. Yeah. They they are one of those teams that we rank the top 40. Did we we list? I think we listed them as a sleeper. Oh yeah. Um, they're. I'll tell you this. They're in the top 50. Um, they're yeah. a team that's that's really interesting. Seven starters on both sides of the ball, and um, tough district twenty four. District twenty four, and 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 you know you you if they were them, it's one of those things that you would have loved to slip into region five, but that's or the region four rather, but that's not going to happen. Um, but they are, you know, they're going to have a tough playoff road, but uh, a lot of good players out there at Clear Lake. So we appreciate Coach Larry McRae stopping by with us. That is going to do it for us. Thank you, Max. Huh? Thank what? you, Ish. Yes. And thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.